Trader, Trade Trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Good everybody and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Hope you're all well. Um, got a bit of a different topic to cover today. Something that I, I think is it hit home really hard last night. I talk about perspective a lot. I talk about being in the best self or best version of yourself a lot. I talk about the markets a lot. I talk about cryptocurrency a lot. Obviously, it's the crypto show. But uh, there's some things that are really, really important that I think deserve a bit more time. Now, I will talk about crypto. I will go through and talk about where we are with Bitcoin and what it looks like on the charts and how we're sitting. But what I say after that is going to be Something that I think is really, really important and that I encourage all of you to follow up on and to really consider and listen. Hopefully you're able to listen to this podcast in a space where you've got headphones in so you can actually hear it and get the message in it because it is quite intense. Not bad. It's really good, but it's a different type of podcast that I'm putting out today. So looking at the markets now. We keep toying around 8,000. <laughs> We've had that dip to 8,000. We keep toying with 8,000. On four hours, still sitting on 8,000. We're consolidating at, yep, 8,000. And I'll tell you right now, for the, the truth, the absolute truth for me, is I'm not going to be doing anything for the time being whilst we're in this consolidation. I'm happy to sit back. I'm happy to wait. Uh, I'm happy to watch what's going on. My trades from earlier in the week, or sorry, I had a trade from earlier in the week that I got short. I'm still in that short. My stop loss has been trailed. I am in profit, and I am happy to sit back and do nothing and wait and see what the market does. I'd love to see the market bounce up. I'd love to see Bitcoin find 8,000 as a floor set that is a higher low and then move back to the upside. But while I wait, um, I'll be working on other things. Uh, we don't always have to be trading. We don't always have to be in the market. We don't. All, we always need to do our scans. We always need to be consistent in our approach. But we don't always need to have trades on, and we don't always need to be actively pursuing them. It's really important to know when to do nothing, when to sit in your hands, and when to attack. And right now, for me, if for the time being, it is a oh, excuse me, a sit in your hands type thing. Now let me, let me lead into what I, what this podcast is really going to be about. Okay. I talk about perspective a lot. I've already said that. Okay, I talk about being the best version of yourself. I've already said that. This is what this podcast is about. Now, I was I was listening or watching one of my favourite fishing TV programs last night. Now, some of you will have seen this program and will watch this episode. The story of the fellow on this fishing program was there and basically talking. Like, took the guy fishing and ha- basically brought his story out. Now, this guy. Right, an amazing human being. I'll tell you his name at the end, but at 11 months old, he was diagnosed with cancer. So it gets a bit heavy, right? Don't worry, he's alive. He's cool. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer at 11 months old. He was given a 96% chance of fatality. Now imagine his mother. His mother decided to focus on the 4% instead of the 96%. So there, there's the outlook instantly positive. He went into chemotherapy at 11 months old, nine days on and three days off, not just for a period of months, but for a period of years now somehow he survived against what the doctors thought uh, they did not think that he would make it he did he came out of that and at four years old with all the chemotherapy and all the treatments he was having they they actually stopped working so here he was again you know just incredibly sick incredibly sick and, and a massive blow for for this young boy it hits home really hard for me because <laughs> i've got a five-year-old and i've got a three-year-old so it like it really pulled at the heartstrings for me now the doctors that get this right the doctors asked his mum to carry him into the hospital to carry him to the theater where he was going to have his his surgery 
because they genuinely believed that that was the last time that she would be able to carry him, her, her four-year-old son, right? That was the last, that, that's what they thought. That's full on. Somehow he survived. The doctors had said, look, I, I don't know how it's happened. I don't know how, how it's worked, but you are taking your son home. They took the son home. He had a dream or a goal, I should say, to be a normal boy. That was his first goal. He, he just wanted to be normal. He said that in, in this interview, he said that the, the hardest thing was not when he was in hospital, but when he got to school because everybody teased him at school and he had a really, really hard time. So he didn't just come out of hospital to being a hero, having a hero reception like I'm sure he does and deserves to this day. He came out of hospital and got teased. He said that at school, everyone teased him, but in hospital, nobody did. And school was really, really hard for him. But he kept on pushing on because he had, he had a goal to be normal, to be a normal kid, and he was living that. The second goal he had was he really liked baseball. He wanted to play baseball, and he wanted to play baseball in the U.S., now at 12, he was playing, like up to 12, he was playing baseball and he was getting better and he was starting to play club baseball and getting noticed, playing district, state, this sort of thing. And he was actually on a flight to go to the nationals. So, you know, that's the, you know, play for the country or, or go to the national titles to where you actually get noticed. Now, <laughs> the poor bloke, just before that happened, he caught glandular fever. And now I haven't spent a lot of time in hospitals, thankfully. Um, two times that I've been in there, really, as an adult, I've been with my two kids. But, um, you know, a lot of the time when you go into hospital, you, you quite often go in with one thing and come out with several. Well, well this fella, he came out with everything. He, he, he literally caught everything. He was just so sick, plugged in all these machines. Obviously, he didn't get to go to his baseball, but he had a massive heart attack at the age of 12. Massive heart attack at the age of 12. His first heart attack. Somehow, he survived again. Uh, they didn't think he would. He, he pulled through. He made it. And what did he do? He went straight back to playing baseball because that was his dream. That was his goal. He focused and he went back towards and he kept playing baseball. Had a good little spell. From 15 to 17, he got to play for the national team. And at 17, he was playing in Texas. Uh, and obviously, I'm missing chunks of this story. You can go and find out more in, in a minute. But at, at the age of 17, he was... Um, He's playing in Texas, all right? He got spotted by a scout, and they said to him, look, you're not the strongest <laughs> in the team, you're not the best in the team, but they wanted his spirit. They wanted his passion, his motivation, just what he brought in terms of passion, belief, to that team, they, they wanted that. So he got given a scholarship to the US. Now keep in mind, this wasn't a pity scholarship. These, these coaches, these, I don't know, whatever they are, the people that put people on teams, um, the scouts, I suppose, they didn't know he was sick. He didn't tell them that he was sick. Never told them that he was sick. Not once. And therefore, you know, after six months, he was running to a base. Slid into the base and woke up in a coma, woke up from a coma uh, in the US. His baseball career was over. Finished, kaput. He never told them that he had massive issues. I mean, he, he lost a lot of organs. He had a lot of issues in his body, obviously, from all that chemo, all that cancer, all those surgeries over the years. But he never told them because he never wanted to be treated differently. That ruled out his baseball career. But he played in front of 25,000 people. He played 186 games a year for a couple of years, so for that period of time. So obviously he didn't get to fill the whole year. But he lived his dream. He played his goal and he got up there, he swung the bat, he had a crack and he lived and he did it. Now he keeps getting dealt these horrible life circumstances. One of the things that he said within it that really resonated with me, and I want, this is what I want to share with you. It's, it's, it's somebody else's story. It's not my story. It's somebody else's story. But it really hits a note with me, and I'm sure it will with you because it's about the perspective. He said that life is like a roller coaster. We get to the top. We get to pinnacles. We get to peaks. And so quickly, we don't think this, but so quickly it can be all taken away from us in an instant. And often people wait. They wait too long. 
people get lung cancer and then they stop smoking they get diabetes before they go on a diet or start to exercise and eat better they don't say enough to their loved ones and then the loved ones are gone we've got now i talk about the power of now i talk about focusing on now in my courses right but but this is truly beyond that way beyond that way beyond that you have got the opportunity to make the changes whenever you like and live the dreams by setting the goals and working through them what he also said that resonated so much with me is that people are afraid to fail now he said fail fast fail forward and fail often the more that we fail the more that we learn and I get that because if you're not having a go you can't fail if you're doing something you're comfortable at that's fine you don't have to fail you know, I'm not suggesting go out there and find something to fail at or maybe I am <laughs> I don't know I just want to share this story but at the end of the day failing is learning keep on learning he's been through a lot he's lived a lot of goals he's been through hell so is his bloody mum like what an absolute champion but he's able to live his life on his term now last year he got sick again he's got kids now he's got a wife last year he got sick again he had several tumors in his throat they couldn't get rid of all of them before he went into surgery he had to get his life in order he wrote a book. The book called, is called Kids Don't Get Cancer. His name is Michael Crossland. MichaelCrossland.com. I get nothing for this. I'm just sharing his story because I think he's absolutely brilliant. I'll be buying the book because all the money goes to charity too, by the way. Absolute boss of a man. I'd love to have him on the show. I'd love to get more time with this man. I'll do my best to get there. But we've got a long way to go before at his level, right? <laughs> but he said, live life on your terms. When he went into this surgery, he had to get his life in order, do videos for his kids saying goodbye, try and write this book to try. The book was meant to, it was designed to be written so that it could support his wife and kids when he was gone. He had another chance at perspective. The doctor said to him, look, mate, your tomorrows are not guaranteed. And his response back to the doctor was absolutely brilliant. He said, well, that's something that we've all got in common, isn't it? And there's some perspective right there. Because whether you're sick, whether you're healthy, our tomorrows are not guaranteed. You've got today, you've got right now, so make the most of what you've got. It's not about the days that we live on this earth, the amount of days. It's not about the amount of days. If, if, if your goal in life is to live a long life, then live a long life, but live a fulfilled life. It's the, <laughs> it's the quality of life that determines the sort of life that we live, whether that's remarkable or not. It's not the amount of days that we are here. Now, we are so fortunate. Now, we've all got stories. Everybody's got their story. Everybody's fighting their battles. Never forget that. Be kind to people. You don't know what's going on in their life. You know, that person that was really rude to you, angry, snaps at you. Try and understand that something's probably going on. There's, there's no reason for somebody to be pissed off that you're aware of all the time. They might just be angry people, in which case something's happened to make them that way. Be compassionate, be friendly, be kind, have perspective. But guys, <laughs> we are so fortunate. Do what it is that you wanna do. Fail fast, fail forward, fail often, as Michael Crossland says. This something that I'm very, very passionate about. I, I, I've, I've, I've actually recorded it on my phone so I can listen, it to it, listen to his little statements daily. I wanted to put this out there because I think it will help you, not just in your trading, but in everything. It's an absolutely golden piece of perspective. 
His name is Michael Crossland. You can go to michaelcrossland.com. The book is called Kids Don't Get Cancer. All proceeds go to charity. Guys, that's it for me today. Have a great day. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out tradercobb.com because experience matters. 